Welcome to Design Thinking Games, a gaming and user experience podcast. Card-carrying UXers Tim Broadwater and Michael Schofield examine the player experience of board games, pen and paper role-playing games, live action games, and video games. Play through the backlog on your podcatcher of choice and on the web at designthinkinggames.com. Design thinking is a process that is used to understand users, challenge assumptions, redefine problems, and create innovative solutions. In this podcast, in this podcast, we apply design thinking to gaming. And we've started. Yeah. Let me uh, clear my throat. <coughs> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you know that song. I really don't. No. What's uh? What is it? Uh, it's a club song from the nineties. If if y'all want to party like we do, if y'all want to party like this, say ah 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 ah, and then the crowd says ah 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 ah. You never heard this song? No, but welcome to Design Thinking Games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, apparently, I'm the only one who's been alive who went to the club in the '90s. Uh, <laughs> that ages me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the cool things that I saw at PAX East um, was uh, a lot of different collectives, gaming collectives, or communities. Right? Um, we talked a little bit on previous episodes about the stream queens. They're Mm -hmm. this group of uh, an all drag troop on Twitch, right? So they encompass drag queens, drag kings, uh, characters, cosplayers, and creatures, which is more like Dragula, if you ever watch that on Shudder. It's a really cool show. Um, But they refer to themselves as like a collective of Twitchers, right? And there's a hundred of them. And they their channel is always running. There's someone always streaming, you know? Yeah. There's also, I'm not sure if you've heard of the Queen's Gaming Collective. They're like cre- creative creators or streamers or um, actually game competitors um, that are all women. Um, and that's called the Queen's Gaming Collective. I have heard of the Queen's Gaming Collective. Yeah, I thought they were really cool. So when they first came across my radar, I was like, oh, sweet. Um, because they're the only gaming thing on our system at the moment. So so there's also the Indie Game Collective. Um, that's probably one that is uh, maybe lesser known. But they kind of are this mm, grassroots community of content creators. Um, and they, you know, they do indie games for live stream videos, reviews. They podcast about it. So they're a group right, of right. Twitch streamers, podcasters, gamers, um, and social media people. And then also at PAX East, which we tweeted about on our Twitter, uh, is the Game Hers, which is G-A-M-E-H-E-R-S. They had a group at – they actually had a booth at PAX East, um, and they're, they're a safe and supportive space for women. Um and female identifying gamers and they get together to chat, play, talk about games, stream, all that stuff. So we've talked in the past on this podcast about the people who make games and we've interviewed people who were 
tabletop game designers, or we've also mm-hmm. talked to people who, um, uh, you know, have various different uh, aspects of the gaming community, right? But it occurred to me that we never actually talked to a game collective before. Um, and so there is actually one locally near me um, that is called LPGWV, which stands for Let's Play Games West Virginia. And I think there are 10 plus people in their collective. Um, I got the chance to speak uh, to five of them at a local convention here. Um the local convention is called PopCon, and it's just a celebration of popular culture. And so it has artists and actors who sign stuff. It has authors and game store people. Um, they have cosplaying and cosplaying panels and competitions. So it's kind of like the catch-all, where some cons are, yeah. this is just for gaming, or this one's just for cosplay, which is like more Dragon Con, versus this is tabletop games, Origins. Uh or tabletop role-playing games, you know, uh, Gen Con, PAX is more video game, right? So this is kind of a catch-all con. Um, and what was kind of noticeable is like when I walked into the con, the whole back area and surrounding the con itself was set up with tables to play board games, tables to play like tabletop role-playing games, all of these video arcade consoles, um, tons of just old school TVs with Nintendos and Segas and Nintendo 64s and like all these systems yeah. plugged into them. And this is where everyone was at, right? I mean, all the people in the con are, of course, walking around and buying and checking out all the crafters and the vendors and the the artists and the actors and everyone. But then like when you want a second to chill out, like you can just grab a chair and play a video game, right? Design Thinking Games is a proud affiliate of Hunt a Killer. Enter the world of Hunt a Killer in their newest murder mystery season, Mallory Rock. This realistic murder mystery game delivers high quality, handcrafted evidence that brings a fictional case to life. Can you solve a mystery with Hunt a Killer? Go to designthinkinggames.com slash huntakiller or click on the banner at the bottom of our website. So um, I got a chance to speak to, um, I think, just five of their 10 plus members. And I just was curious about, you know, what is LPGWV and like, what's a game collective like? So um, here, uh, so this is what um, uh, Rich, Andy, Terry and Heather, which are four of the people in the collective, um, said about it. Test. Can you hear me? Is it doing well? Hello. How are you today? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'm Richard Dalton. So LPGWV stands for Let's Play Games West Virginia. We're kind of a collective of gamers, uh, video games, tabletop games, RPGs, you name it, we like to play it. Um, And we kind of formed this group to share that love with other people and meet other people in the community and outside the community. Uh, We're all from West Virginia, so uh, that's been an important part of our identity. Uh, is connecting with other gamers uh, in the area, not just within West Virginia, but within the region, to spread our to spread our love of games and share 
and the nerdiness. Uh, my name is Andy, Andy Carter. Uh, I'm one of the founding members of LPGWV. Usually uh, the correct, I think, term we've referred to ourselves as is a collective of West Virginia gamers with an insane amount of experience and knowledge about the subject. Uh, predominantly video games, a lot of tabletop and RPG in there as well, as well as the idea of the game lounge itself that we run here at PopCon, uh, Cross Let's Play Games Con, and potentially setting up at other places. We've been trying to build it up to be able to do that. Uh, just the idea is, you know, we want to share gaming, the experience of it, the chances to do it. Um, just share that with people, things they remember, things they haven't seen yet, things maybe they've only heard of and will have a chance to play here that maybe they won't anywhere else. My name is Terry Dalton and I'm with LPGWV. Um, it really all started with uh, all of us going to trivia regularly and Andy uh, had like a geek specific trivia monthly and you know we would go to some cons together and look around and go we should do this too like you know we know a thing or two about a thing or two uh, we don't know all the things and honestly in some ways sometimes it's nice to learn some things from people who say oh I don't know all the things but this is how I understand it and I think that like also having different personalities different understandings of the way different games work uh, because I know that like I know a lot of people that are kind of afraid to play games they'll say I'm not really very good at board games and I think that it just comes from a basic lack of understanding of how to play certain games they seem very overwhelming at first for a lot of people and there's just all these rules and they'll go oh I just don't know and you're like no 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 it's really actually simple once you start playing you'll totally get it let's play around and that's almost always the case but um, you know there's occasionally some slightly more complicated games that like if you could just go oh it's a this type of game or it's a that type you know like it's just like is played just like this your your goal is to collect all of these things or your goal is to get rid of all of these things or like if you can if you can boil it down to like a basic type of game and they can understand that then all of a sudden they can look at it and go okay there's a lot about it I already understand I just need to pick up some of the specifics I'm Heather a group of friends really we kind of wanted to see more of each other and I think the time spent together during the first few years was getting few and far between so we decided to start something together that we could all get behind and then we began to twitch stream and then we began to go to cons and so we said well why not bring games there and it kind of evolved and here we are now we have arcades we have consoles we have rpgs board games you name it so that's cool so they end up like they have a, a just among themselves it's like their own um like library of all of these different types of games and they and they yeah. hoist them around and bring them to people can i ask like what is like their ratio of like like old nostalgia um games versus like anything kind of new they that's one of the things they talk about i think because they're all over the place right they actually have um people different types of people who kind of are into different things some of them are tabletop players and some of them are classic yeah. cons retro gamers and then some of them are like no no the new new and then others are larpers and and so it's just kind of this 
thing that's grown and it's kind of like they're game facilitators you know kind of helping yeah, people yeah. out you know that that phrase came to my mind like i was like oh they're they're um like gateway drugs right i <laughs> gateway drug keepers that's what they are i i find it i find it bananas to think that people are um like afraid to play games but when she started describing that well you know mm-hmm. like there, there are a lot of games out there that are incredibly rules heavy and detail oriented. And you see mm-hmm. that all the time. That's, that's why like rules light D and D modules and stuff are so popular because 100%. Uh, the cognitive load of just starting can be really daunting. Yeah. All of the great YouTube being a phenomenal source of like, this is how you play ticket to ride in five minutes. Yeah. Everyone does yeah. that. No one reads the rules. Cause, and I do encounter it a lot with tabletop board games that people are just like, this is too crazy. This is too much. It's it's just too, and it's really like, well, it's actually not. If you had someone to yeah, give you your yeah. first hit for free, and then, <laughs> sorry, using your metaphor, no, yeah, like I I don't know who starts cold, right? You need somebody to kind of like get you through that like uh, doorway. A well-designed war game is hard to make, but if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know we stand hell let loose. This realistic, immersive World War II shooter that not only requires that you play well, but that your squad plays well together. And well with other squads. There's no HUD, there are no scopes, one shot, and you're down if you can't fortify, flank, and suppress as a team, you lose. And because of that, in my opinion, Hell Let Loose deserves many game awards. If that rings true, and you want to help the show, consider downloading it through Gamersgate. No, not that Gamersgate. The Gamersgate that came before the controversy that hijacked the name. Gamersgate is the world's largest online store for PC and Mac games, more than 4,500 of them. And if you download Hell Let Loose or another game through designthinkinggames.com slash gamersgate, it'll help us keep the lights on. I'll see you on the beach. Yeah, so their game lounge they have set up at the con um, is really cool. And you can actually see literally their setup. Like, this is in one corner of a con. Um, a bunch of old school games, like very yeah. retro. Um, but then people playing Mario 64, you know. Yeah, look at all those CRTs. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Those are like 100-pound devices that someone had to haul around. <laughs> Yeah, they have all those video game. Uh, they have yeah. like the arcade ones, like in the background, and all of this is in storage. I mean, they are a group of people who, you know, have this stuff. They take donations, or they, you know, and then they work. You know, all this stuff has to be stored somewhere, right? Yeah. So yeah. they talk a little bit about their setup, like at PopCon. 
And, and so let's, uh, you can hear what both Kevin and Andy say. And then I think Kevin comes back in the end here. Uh, my name is Kevin. Yeah, the first few years that we came to PopCon, we were just one of the sort of vendors and tables, and we had a vintage video game lounge, which was kind of the core. And it was really just to share gaming with others. Uh, we didn't make any money for that. It, it actually just kind of cost as far as moving personal time and stuff. Um, but over the years, it started growing bigger and bigger, and then we started traveling to other gaming conventions, and it just sort of naturally grew into a process where we thought, oh, this could actually be a, a business venture, and it would be a, a good way to see our friends, although that didn't always shake out. Sometimes we actually started seeing less of each other because we were all streaming or focusing on business stuff. Uh, but uh, we're still here probably five years later, uh, at least since I've been involved. Uh, and we, this is our largest expansion yet, uh, adding the arcade machines and uh, just continuing to grow the presence of LPGWV. Traditionally, we do the game lounge itself, which I should explain is a retro console lounge that we built up, just collecting TVs. Um, myself and another member, Richard of LPG, most of the systems have come from us as well as a few others that we pretty much just have. That was the first few years. Now that we've had the lounge running for several years, we add on as we can, finding systems, TVs here and there. Some things get donated, some things we find on the cheap, etc. Uh, we've grown that to, I want to say, about 35 stations right now for the retro console lounge. This year, we've expanded a little bit to try to add an arcade experience as well. We've contacted some additional vendors uh, that would be um, Motown Tilt. Uh, they have brought some arcade machines as well as a friend of ours who has brought several pinball machines as well. On top of that, we ourselves have sourced about 25 arcade one-ups. For those not familiar, those are newer, sort of smaller arcade machines built to be prefab kits purchasable on a budget. Um, a lot of them have multiple games in them, but they still have all the same iconography you'd see on the side. I mean, we have like Mortal Kombat machines, Pac-Man machines, the Simpsons beat them up, the Turtles beat them up, things like that. We have about 25 of those and those just look fantastic all together in a line as an arcade. It's, it's a really nice presentation and just great to see all this coming together. So one of the cool things about having a, a group of friends who are all doing this, uh, the area has expanded as our interest expanded. So what started off as the Vintage Video Game Lounge has added arcades. My interest is tabletop RPGs. So for the first time this year we've had organized play sessions uh, happening and we've filled every game that we offered this weekend that's awesome that they added uh, organized play to this whole thing it's mm -hmm. like you could uh, you could use them to bootstrap your own convention um, I love that they uh, they ended up uh, going after folks with like pinballs uh, pinball mm -hmm. machines and classic arcades there really isn't anything quite like a physical, tangible bells and whistles pinball machine, man, um, that I can imagine few people coming across except for like opportunities like this because you just don't see them. You don't mm -hmm. barely see them in like bars, let alone like actual like arcades these days. Um, I love really that cool. experience. Yeah, I love that experience yeah. too. Like I, when I was a kid, I remember like how cool it was to go to like Pizza Hut and then just like you could put your pizza and your soda right on the table and then play the Pac-Man game, you know, and if you spilled your pizza, it didn't matter. And then yeah. uh, like when I was a mall rat in my middle school years, um, I, you know, I experienced when Mortal Kombat came out in the arcade. I know the Simpson four player, the X-Men four player beat em up games and Street Fighter. And so, yeah, it's 
and they bring all this up to a con. Like that's their kind of the, what their collective does. And so um, they also, like they said, they started originally just streaming and kind of on Twitch. Um, we actually follow them already on Twitch and they follow us. Um, if you can check out their Twitch channel, they actually have, um, I think the Mothman and the Flatwoods monster, the cryptids, you know what I mean? On their, yeah, yeah. on their page, but they actually have a schedule. Like most of these channels do, they have like a, a schedule of like, Hey, this is when we're streaming and this is who will be streaming on what time. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's very cool. And I asked, um, Rich and Heather about starting out like the streaming um, and all that experience. Uh, and this is what they had to say about it. We started mostly with streaming because that was the easiest thing to do. Uh, everybody in the collective has streamed. We've had members come into the collective. We've had a couple leave um, just because, you know, life circumstances change. Um, you know, we have a decent streaming number of uh, streaming followers, but we're not PewDiePie or, you know, any of these other folks. Like we don't, we don't focus on that. Like we kind of, our streaming is different from a lot of the other streaming I've seen. It's kind of just, we get on there and chat with the folks. Uh, we don't play the super popular game. We have several people that play, you know, indie games and quirky games and, and it's harder to find audience there, but I think the audience that you find is generally more invested and you kind of become online friends with them. And that's kind of happened with everybody who has streamed. Uh, we had some Pokemon stuff early on and throughout this, you kind of learn what it takes to put on a good streaming show. And if you have, even with 10 people, if you all have lives, sometimes it becomes difficult if you want to stream every night of the week, you know, or even multiple nights of the week. And that's some of the, that's some of the issues that we ran, in, ran into. Yeah, so um, whenever Kevin and I began to do some of the Twitch streaming uh, to help launch our larger presence on Twitch, uh, Kevin and I were pretty actively involved in Pokemon Go. And so I have a passion for Pokemon. That's kind of my thing. And so Kevin did a lot of the groundwork to help us develop a hour on Monday afternoon evening where we would sit down and record some of our live Pokemon Go footage, kind of screen recording and putting it up on Twitch. And we called it Pokemondays. So Pokemondays with Heather and Kevin uh, was a fun time. Um, we've kind of gotten away from it, but it was a great intro to Twitch streaming for us. I can't even imagine what it would take to stream, like Twitch stream a, a cell phone game. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I am super curious. I started looking around for like their Pokemon Day videos because uh, it seems like a lot of work to produce that. And, you know, speaking as, you know, one of a two party endeavor, like finding schedule or like finding schedule alignment to do anything <laughs> like mm -hmm. is like really impressive but you know they said they have a decent following i mean they have like 400 and some followers and what i like is that recently they were playing like the uh like i see like mist and i know there's remakes here so it's probably the mist remake and it's alone in the dark remake i bet you it's the old old one to be honest <laughs> oh, you think I've, so oh my gosh i've watched some of their stuff and they do like crazy out there old games and then I like okami they, uh, one of them's on an Akami kick, and Akami is a really, really old game. Design Thinking Games is an affiliate of Space Engineers.
Space Engineers is a sandbox game about engineering, construction, exploration, and survival in space and on planets. To find out more about Space Engineers or its new DLC, Warfare 2, go to designthinkinggames.com slash spaceengineers or just go to our website and click on the banner. It's like really interesting, and I was uh, um, the and, and they mentioned it briefly in like the prior clip that it's like now you know like they figured out that this could be a business venture, and what a cool business venture it is. I'm super curious about like all the nitty gritty. Yeah, so I think they actually. That's funny that you say that because I've actually interacted with um, a couple of them, Andy and Katie, um, yeah. on. Um, you know, through the stream and like Andy said a while ago is like, I'm going to replay through evil within and evil within two back to back. Heck yeah. I love those games. And even just to go in and watch them play it and just, you really just do talk the whole time with them and just, so it's not like a thousand viewers in watching them, but it's maybe 10 and it's like a group chat amongst people. Uh, but yeah, I asked him about, um, being a collective and how does that work and what it's like and what's cool about it. Um, and uh, Terry, Rich, and Heather had to say this. I think one of the unique things about being a collective as well is that like somebody might be drawn into the group because they were interested in a certain thing that another person, that one of our group members was interested in. And through like learning the personalities might be willing to branch out. They go, oh, well, you know, I, I normally watch this person uh, in this group, but like, th- like I was watching this other person and found this thing that was kind of interesting or, you know, I never really thought I'd enjoy it before, but I enjoyed watching it or whatever. And, you know, uh, all of us interacting, being able to like bounce off of each other because, you know, not everybody has the personality to do all the things, but if you have somebody that maybe does have that personality and then somebody else that knows the stuff, then you can kind of collaborate and make something interesting where, you know, it may not have been. There's a, you know, there's a trade-off that you make when you do something like this. And that is if you go from seeing your friends on a regular basis and decide to do this thing and commit to streaming and planning, uh, by default, you're going to see that group less. Uh, you you have to find other ways to hang out and interact. So that's, uh, other than that, it's been pretty good. Uh, that's the only, really the, the main downside to it. And life's change, lives change. Um, you know, we have, uh, we were all uh, childless when it started and now some of us have kids and, you know, other things get in the way, but like really we still love doing what we do um, and, you know, enjoy each other's company. So this year we acquired a very old brick of a TV that is a pink and purple Disney TV. So I'm guessing that's a princess TV. And we attached that to a Nintendo classic in which we had Sailor Moon R. And getting to see little girls play into gaming in ways that are like Street Fighter fun and yet princessy, that's like some big heart energy for me that I'm all about. So that's the good stuff you know super wholesome uh, note about that pink tv with sailor moon 
Yeah, I actually love Sailor Moon, um, which I don't know if you knew that, but I've watched every single episode of the anime. I would love it if they rebooted it like Voltron or He-Man. So they make it work. And if they go to an individual convention and set it up, or um, I know that I was talking to Kevin and he's mentioned that, you know, one of the local colleges um, was like, hey, we have an up all night kind of thing. That's kind of a game, like a, an event we put on for like homecoming week or something for the students. Would you all set yeah. up your gaming stuff there? And they did that as well. Um, and I think they want to, um, you know, kind of f- figure out like how, how does this grow, right? And how does it change? And does it expand, you know, and more people being involved. And so I asked them about like what the future held and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and this is what they had to say. Yeah. So if I suddenly find myself with access to ninth level spells, uh, and I get to just cash wish a bunch, a bunch, we're going to uh, be at more than just PopCon. Uh, it'd be great to be able to go and take this to Pittsburgh or origins or Magfest. Um, or have our sort of own brand of cons that are around the region. Um, it would be this, where we kind of just do all the work ahead of time, then we sort of get to hang out and share games with people that we like. Uh, we've had cool guests. Pittsburgh Dad came this year uh, and did signed autographs and photos, and uh, it just sort of keeps expanding as we have the capacity to expand, and hopefully that's an exponential curve. And five years from now, uh, we're looking back at uh, what will eventually seem a very small endeavor. Uh, if people are interested in following Let's Play Games West Virginia, they can do that on the website, lpgwv.com, and we have a Discord, which is linked from the website. Follow us on Facebook. That is simply LPGWV. Once again, that stands for Let's Play Games West Virginia, so LPGWV. Also, twitch.com slash LPGWV. Um, a couple of our members are very heavy streamers there. We have a fa- uh, you know footprint there, and... Uh, it's a little different than what we do, but it's just, again, sharing that love of gaming. Now, warning, it's 18 and over. We do not censor ourselves. We're adults. We're having fun. Be prepared. But nonetheless, that's a nice place to come and chill and talk games with us. You never know who might be playing something or what they might be playing. So that's another really good way to connect with us. That's really cool. Yeah, so that's the Let's Play Games West Virginia L. LPGWV collective that I got a chance to kind of talk with. And, uh, but yeah, I never talked to a collective before. I never thought about like, Oh wow. If you have someone who's in the game, uh, like I like making comic books, this person likes game animes. Here's a person who makes games. Here's a person who likes to Twitch stream games. And here's a game designer and all of those fusing together, like devastator or Voltron and like becoming a collective, you know, very cool. Yeah, I think it's really kind of like inspiring because they are able to, you know, turn a hobby into potentially like a business gig. Um, I think there's definitely like demand for that kind of, uh, those kind of experiences. How cool. Like I said, like if they have their own con or if it is a game lounge LPGWV pop-up and they can just take it to other cons. You yeah, know, the pop-up is huge. The yeah. mobility there is kind of cool. You know, the fact that they can like, well, you can interact with us anywhere through the Twitch app or like and watch this right. game. But or you can come to one of our pop-ups. So very neat. Like so oftentimes we talk about about game mechanics and the player experience of games. And then we have been this season, I think, getting more into like the tabletop RPG community and like game creators and um, 
game designers having more kind of one-on-one interview episodes with them. And so, yeah, when this opportunity came up to like, oh, let's actually talk to a game collective that's 10, 11, 12 plus members and how, what do they do? And uh, just very neat, very cool. And there's tons of them out there. There's tons of these rings or collectives or communities um, for various stuff. Yeah, man, it's really early internet style. Remember the uh, the old web rings of of old and your like uh, it's the, the you know the thinking being that like uh, you know you can um, share scant resources among a like minded group bound by you know some rules of thumb or like a code of ethics or a code of honor and like really um, I don't know and then and then from that be able to put yourself out there i think it's really neat in the, in, the, in the sense that like you know like one person trying to get in front of an audience on twitch is significantly more difficult um than being able to have like a specific channel you can like go to uh so all we need to do now is read the follow us on the bs follow us on the bs i hope you uh, give that in there if you would like to hear more of this kind of thing, please let us know um, at designthinkinggames.com where you can uh, play through our backlog. You can get in touch. You can buy super affordable advertisements uh, that reach uh, tons and tons of people. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter. Let us know if you like this kind of uh, uh, more of our like uh, NPR style, Radio Lab style uh, produced shows or if there's a topic that you want to hear about. We are on the three T's, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. Look for Design Thinking Games. We're also on Patreon, where we publish ad-free episodes at patreon.com slash designthinkinggames. Thank you for listening to the Design Thinking Games podcast. You only have so much time, and it means a lot you shared it with us. To connect with your hosts, Michael or Tim, visit Design Thinking Games on TikTok, Twitch, and Twitter. DMs are open. You can also check out designthinkinggames.com where you can request topics, ask questions, or see what else is going on. Until next time, game on.